0: e-commerce is more of a brand-driven, whereas hyperlocal is very much a trust-driven commerce, right? People know each other, things get delivered, and sometimes you don't even pay them upfront, right? We want to empower them by making them efficient, grow their business, and even help them get access to credit. That's the only way we feel we can empower them. So we did a small exercise of uh, giving a short credit uh, whoever needed it. In a six-month span, I think we dispersed nearly 35 lakh from our own books, and we could recover all the money within that one month. They also feel proud. I'm running my business on a mobile, right? I mean, why only for a bigger company? That gives us a lot of satisfaction.
1: Hello, everyone. Ashok here. Thank you for tuning in to this 21st episode of Indian Startup Stories, a podcast striving to bring out experiences and insights from entrepreneurs across India. Today, our guests are Rajesh Badgeri and Chengappa Chotera, co-founders of Zopnote, a company empowering proximity commerce by their digital apps with features like quicker payments, withdrawals and settlements and much more helping for local merchants serving the communities we live in. In this episode, Rajesh and Chengappa share their background, their journey in serial entrepreneurship, the reason behind Zopnote, helping the hyperlocal community and how they came up with the business model around it, how they managed their early day finances and what's in the pipeline now, their pride moments, innovations, customer success stories and much more valuable information for us to take away. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Rajesh, and hi, Changappa. Thank you for coming on Indian Startup Stories today. Welcome, you both.
0: Yeah, hi, Ashok. Thank you so much for inviting us, and happy to share what were our journey or learnings. Good
1: morning, Ashok. morning. My pleasure. Thank you. Please share about your background in terms of academics and career. Sure.
0: Um, graduated in computer science. Um, And then we started with more developing embedded software, then uh, how things evolved, we kind of graduated to Windows programming, then internet programming, spent around five years in the US working for uh, multiple startups, including uh, working at uh, Citibank. When I got back to India, I started working for HP and had a long stint, probably 11 years there managing their product R&D. And after that, we jumped into our startup journey. It's been uh, seven years now. This is my second startup. So it's been I've been enjoying the startup journey, learning and building something uh, which helps a uh, lot of people.
1: That's nice. How about you, Chingappa? So I did my degree from
2: mysore graduated '97 in computer science. Again. Uh, Took a IT journey, spent some time uh, abroad in the US, UK, uh, Africa, and worked in companies like uh, Janau TCS, HCL, Docomo, Cyber. I left my corporate job in 2013 as head of delivery and decided to get into uh, startups. That is the best way to give back to society. What has given you so much? So, from the last seven years, I've been working with different startups. No, I think I'm trying to mentor them, but I get mentored every time I work with them. And uh, Rajesh and I are neighbors here, and you had a similar dream on uh, trying to help this uh, hyper Congress commerce and the, the nano merchants. And this time we got together and started this journey here.
1: Okay, that's wonderful to know. So both of you are uh, serial entrepreneurs, not not just with one. Nice to know that. Great. So, what is this company Zopnote is about? What do you create, and what businesses it is helping?
0: Sure, sure. Uh, for Zopnote, the vision is uh, simple: empowering proximity commerce. When I say uh, we want to empower the small merchants serving the community in the neighborhood, right? We want to empower them. It's mainly uh, because we believe in hyperlocal commerce or you call it as a local commerce, is different from uh, e-commerce in number of ways. If I take an example, uh, e-commerce is more of a brand driven, not so much about uh, the locality or hyperlocal, right? Whereas hyperlocal is very much a trust driven commerce, right? People know each other, things get delivered, and sometimes you don't even pay them upfront, right? It's a buy now, pay later kind of a scenario. And the one more difference that we see is it's highly recurring, and most of the times it's a, a subscription-based service. And uh, daily needs are served by these local merchants. Right? When you look at these local merchants, they're all smart entrepreneurs. I mean, uh, it's not that. Uh, only thing is they lack access to technology and uh, lack access to capital for their own growth mm-hmm. or prosperity. So mm-hmm. zopnot was born to support these merchants so that uh, we can digitize their processes and make them. Uh, tech savvy and start using technology to become very efficient. And also by managing their business transaction over a time, probably we should be able to help them even get access to capital so that they can grow their business and prosper and uh, stay in the same ecosystem where there are many other e-commerce. That's how the Azopnote uh, vision of uh, empowering the proximity e-commerce. How it helps the merchants? Uh, it's a simple mobile app where he can manage all his customers and their subscriptions and uh, manage all the orders and very important, the collection, which they were taking a lot of time and they were manually recording it. That is cut down drastically. So it saves a lot of time and cost for collecting the payments for the services that they deliver. Along with that, we provide a little business intelligence and uh, quite a bit of reports, which helps them a lot more uh, visibility of their business. And one more very important, their customers, right? Right. So they have a communication, a reach to those customers, and uh, they can help them uh, much better, right? And it builds a transparency between these two, which I call it as it's a trust-driven commerce. So all these transactions were happening. They were managing it, but without the intervention of any tech, which leads to a lot of leakage. Sometimes it leads to a kind of... a. Transparency is missed out because he would write in a book and uh, one day he will go and show, okay, this is my bill, right? So we are trying to address all these by developing this proximity commerce platform. That's our product. And merchants get onboarded and merchants will onboard his regular customers and the journey starts from there. So that's our solution and uh, that's how it helps uh, merchants. And his customer also get a convenience of tracking all his expenses and making uh, payments on time. So it's an ecosystem that we are building for the last mile commerce.
1: Okay, that's interesting, now including the billing and uh, customer handling, everything coming within an app. Yes. Nice. How did it all begin? Uh, where did you get the spark to begin Zopnote?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll start probably. Uh, Chengapur can uh, add. See, our journey started from the first startup, which is IREF. We were trying to solve that, uh the uh, information problem that was a mobile recharge for a prepaid users. What to recharge and when to recharge was solved by us. It was a fantastic journey. We had around 6 million plus uh, users. And we also had a reach to around 250,000 small merchants in India. And we were running a lot of campaigns with them. That's when we learned a lot of things. There is a need for tech for these small businesses, number one there is a need for a communication channel between these small merchants to a consumer to build a healthy uh, kind of a relationship, I mean, including transaction and uh, the relationship between these people, right? So that's how we kind of uh, started uh, uh, looking at this. Uh, At the same time, we came across our own newspaper vendor asking, I mean, I'm finding it very difficult to go and collect money door to door and I'm finding it difficult to reconcile these digital payments that happens randomly. And uh, they needed a solution. So we uh, kind of uh, started uh, within uh, three months, launched it and started validating our hypothesis of need of a tech, need of a simplification, a need of managing uh, a books digitally on a small uh, mobile
1: device. Okay, so it's helping for the utilities as well, like Got newspapers. And, and
2: I kind of looked at this model from a different perspective. Uh, so we live in, a, all of us live in a small community, right? And this community is being serviced by the same players, whichever community we live in. We have all of us have a grocer, a milkman, a cobbler, a tailor, a kirana shoppers, and very similar setup whichever part of the country you go. And it's here to stay, especially, even though there's so much of online happening in India, we will always be serviced by these local community-based businesses. Uh, so, we were looking at a pol- of uh, platforms on how to bring these people together, how to bring the service provider and the service server together. And I was looking at these things on a more knock, uh, community uh, level. And Rajesh was doing this from, like you said, payments and collections. We so thought, let's bring them together. So, not just socially getting them together, but also for business as
1: well. Wonderful. That's a pretty good start. As your business is adopted by more than 250 communities, and uh, how long did it take to bring this massive customer adoption? Now it's more than 200, I guess 20K subscribers, I believe. What formula has worked for you in terms of customer adoption and retention?
0: Sure. Uh, we have grown uh, beyond that point, And the journey has been uh, close to two years now uh, since we launched our first survey. Now we are live in more than 800 communities and we have around uh, 43 thousand uh, subscribers and generating wow. around uh, 50,000 plus transaction every month. And that would only grow as we scale the business. Nice. So it's mainly uh, what we picked up the use case. It was manual. I think I give an example of a newspaper vendor, right? It was manually recording, writing the bills, going door to door. Collection was also manual, right? Um, I mean, digitization uh, payments, I think we had not enabled. So th- Since uh, the problem existed, because there was a friction in collection, right? So it gave us a good start. I think collection was a common denominator problem when we started off. People used to spend, uh, for a 500 house to be served, at least 12 to 15 days uh, going every weekend and spending a day to two days writing a bill book, right? And there are a lot of manual errors. They used to lose around 15%, up to 15% revenue leakage. So this was an existing problem and there was no tech for these small uh, uh, I call them as entrepreneurs so these uh, small merchants didn't have access to tech there was nothing built specifically for them right they had a payment solution but it just collecting payments they needed all in one kind of a solution right from managing customers building orders collections settlements and reports right so they have a so that's what we uh, kind of uh, solved that helps us to capture this multiple communities. And if you ask me the retention, because uh, this has become a habit for these people uh, and uh, they've been using it, very less churn in the system. So that's how we are able to kind of uh, grow uh, from uh, community to community, as well as uh, retain these merchants and subscribers. Because subscriber feedback has been fantastic. I mean, they needed somebody to deploy this in community because this is another need, right, local utility payments like that. So they loved the simplicity and we did not deploy any app for these uh, end customers. They can just click on the link from any device anywhere and make the payments, right? So that helped us to grow uh, significantly in the last two years.
2: For the end customer, they always pay online and they're used to paying online. So now paying their merchant becomes much more convenient. And also our transparency of showing the bills, showing the past transactions becomes very easy for them to reconcile records as well, because sometimes there are so many small transactions they make, they don't remember it, and then it always comes to a conflict in terms of did I really have this experience, is this be correct, incorrect? Uh, so all that ease which the customer was uh, already used to, we give them that access also to be local online merchant
1: in company. Okay, so even without app, they were able to manage for the payments and stuff. Okay, that that's a little different. Nice. Coming to the incubation platform available for startups in india uh, you were associated with multiple incubation platforms like nascom google accelerators uh, nsrcl please share about your experience and the process involved there what's the nature of work associated uh, with with respect to the incubation platforms yeah
0: sure uh- Uh, We started our journey with IRF uh, getting incubated at NASCOM and later we had the opportunity to uh, spend uh, six months, close to six months at Microsoft Accelerator and we were also picked up in the very first batch of uh, Google Launchpad. See, all these uh, helps in uh, really nurturing the idea and building. Uh, Getting an idea is not a problem. I think it's uh, plenty. Many people come up with uh, uh, in the Startup community, right? Many people will have an idea building a business model around it and taking it to a market and assessing the right market target customer. That's the challenge, right? That's where uh, these incubations and accelerators come handy. They will have a structured program, right? Validating a business. I think it's a very known, uh, the business canvas, right? Many people would uh, have written about it. How do you really validate your idea? Is it a painkiller or is it a vitamin? Right. I mean, you need to know I mean, mm-hmm. what is that you are solving when you are solving. Is it a recurring problem or is it once in a while uh, somebody will come across? Is there a, a once it's a recurring problem, then, you know, how big is the market? Right. once, you know, is the market, are they ready to pay for your uh, solution? Right. This exercise, sometimes people would miss out and keep building features and uh, then get a shock. OK, why people are not using it. Right. So in a way, these accelerator incubation, because there are a lot of mentors, they have done it, right? It's an opportunity to learn and validate those uh, very much in the beginning, right? Then I would say there are some three, four areas uh, which I have, but having spent in all these accelerator and incubation, I would say anybody starting or looking for joining the incubation, definitely it helps. Number one, uh, validation of your business idea through experts is the number one a benefit. Then number two, I would say you have access to a lot of resources. For example when you join uh, Microsoft Accelerator or NASCOM or uh, any of these like uh, at present we are part of NSR Cell Incubation at IM Bangalore, sure. You get a, a startup toolkit that will provide access to a lot of credits to your infrastructure like Amazon, Google, a bunch of tools. It has only a Uh, matured and it's uh, available for you. If you have a great idea, you shouldn't be worried about your infrastructure cost and all. So resources are very useful when you go through this and how to use it efficiently. Third one is the networking. All these people have a credible network of mentors, practitioners or industry experts. They come and talk, they come and mentor you, right? That's the wealth. It's up to us to pull that information and work with them and to gain that uh, expertise. The network does help. And the last thing, along with the network, is the, a set of investors come and visit these uh, accelerator regularly at an uh, interval. There will be a demo day. There will be days where you can showcase your ideas, The right? You get to meet the investors where you need a capital also to grow your ideas. So these are the four things that typically you gain in an accelerator, and uh, it's very
1: useful. That's quite informative. Thank you. And can you share about how did you start with sales and marketing for Zopnote and how it has evolved over the period of time?
0: I will share my initial journey. So founders have to do the grunt work initially. You have to get onto the field, meet the people. I've done it initially uh, talking to these 40 uh, merchants that we onboarded and Mm. uh, went to at least 200, 300 houses along with them this was mainly cool. to understand their expectation what's what they think as a problem right i mean that needs to be solved right a lot of learning comes through that and that's how we did the initial uh, sales i would say sales there's no marketing even today we haven't spent any marketing dollar and uh, okay. uh, and we are yet to into about, the field yeah i mean yeah. Uh, the Somebody would refer and then you uh, go and meet them. You're gone in the morning, early morning to uh, many uh, distribution points, newspaper at five o'clock and go and meet them, talk to them. So that has helped us to build the initial uh, critical set of customers. And that's where we learned what they need. And we have iterated through the product probably more than a six months. right? And we continue to refine the products. right? That's how the sales marketing uh, piece got started. And after that, we started learning what are the way to scale it, right? And we started partnering with some of the influencers who influence these vendors and associations. And that's how we continue to do it. And marketing is something we would look at how to scale this business going
1: forward. Okay, that's interesting. Nice. Now you have a very good network and tie up with the startup community. Uh, how was the earlier days for Zopnote? What challenges did you face and how did you solve them? If you can share some instances that are close to your heart.
0: Sure, definitely. Uh, because we had gone through IRF for three to four years, which we ran as a bootstrap, gave a lot of learning. Probably my MBA was <laughs> while running the IRF uh, company, right? the business. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what, what happened when we started, we had, we sold that uh, business to a, a Comperify company in Chennai. Then we started figuring out what's the next big thing that we want to build. So we built mm-hmm. a couple of, and they, we pivoted, finally got into this Zopnode, which I kind of explained what got us there, started building the use case launching. But the challenge that we had was we had a very small, uh, kind of a short runway, Right. We couldn't keep iterating, build, and put money into the sales and marketing, make it big Right during that time. So the setback or something that came uh, is we had to wind down kind of the whole operations uh, uh, after six or eight months of starting the Zopnode. Right? My other partners uh, decided to go back to the uh, corporate job. So mm-hmm. that uh, left a little uncertainty but i was very very clear on this uh, hyper local commerce platform there is a need for tech and there's a need for simplifying or optimizing this local commerce was very very clear so that's when i um, ran it for a couple of months uh, alone decided to adopt this baby and take it forward that's when i met with uh, Chingappa, and he kind of gave me the confidence let's do it and let's take it forward so that was one of the uh, early Right. This is something we had to manage, not so much from the ecosystem, right? I'm taking this uh, value. Then we started building from that journey. So that, that was one uh, experience I want to share.
2: And the moment you say you're a startup, uh, you know how the market is for uh, experienced resources. They always want stability. They want a the fat paycheck. And uh, considering working for a startup is always going to be a challenge. So we had to motivate them in different ways. Uh, find the right people mm-hmm. who can be agile, think like us. Uh, you know, uh, collaborate with our vision as well, and then give us the right solution. Mm-hmm. So, since Zopnode was built by uh, the Rajesh and the earlier team, we had to also adapt the technology and make sure it actually is functioning and works well. And that's what 2 mm-hmm. years, we still have the same platform, have the same technology, it's working very well for us. That's
0: nice, yeah. That's, so, one more point I want to add, even from an investment, right? That, that's what comes to as a startup. And it was very mm-hmm. difficult. Unless you have a good traction or a, a lot of use case, investors would ask, where is it right i mean that that uh, led to us not able to raise in the initial 6 months to okay. build it and that made us to kind of a, a kind of a close decide to close and then again we kind of took off from that point
1: you used to do your thought process of helping yes. the hyper local community yes. nice Good. how about the core founding team for any startups that is the foundation and uh, what were the challenges and conflicts you had to face before you kick-started your business and how did you share the responsibility in the initial days
0: yeah uh, in our case it's a transition from the earlier company that's where uh, Zopnote was born and uh, got into a totally new uh, company which we registered together and took it Mm out and always as a um, when it comes to a responsibility, it's typically the prior experience, right? Where somebody is good at. And I always believe uh, complementing skill helps in a startup team. If everyone is a techie, it's a different. If everyone is a sales and marketing uh, person, it's a different, right? It's a mix always helps. That's cool. at least I believe uh, it has helped in our case also. And there will be always a discussion, right? Whether you want to build it for the uh, horizontal platform or whether you want to build it as a vertical. I mean, we would debate all the time. Where is the real market, right? I mean, uh, those are all the conflicts we do face. And end of the day, what's uh, good for the business is uh, takes the priority and we decide. And the same thing could be anything related to building a tech and how do we do it. And uh, There will be a kind of different uh, decisions. End of the day, I think uh, we uh, go with uh, what's good for the business for us to stay floated and grow from there. Chingapak
2: I think you all know the end goal is what you have And because of Zoppat was very clear, don't hyper-local community, help nanologics, give something back to society, improve their way of being, make it easier for us to transact every day. And Aalish yeah. and I have always agreed on those four things. Even now, every day we probably have debates on how to implement some things. Uh, but you we know, always agree to disagree
1: and move on. Okay, yeah, the common goals are keeping it uh, strong, nice. Uh, can you talk about the funding you managed to bootstrap your business and any investors that you had to get in in the initial stages or uh, initially started with bootstrap, then you had to wait till at uh, till certain stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, in our case, the first was the bootstrap and the second one we started off, but we quickly learned a lot of things, right? I mean, uh, we made a mistake of uh, staying bootstrap too long in the first company. When we had the opportunities Mm -hmm. to join some of the uh, big payment aggregators, that time we decided to continue and that really did not help. And when it came to monetization, it became a little difficult. Right. Okay. So um, in this case, I think uh, we are still bootstrapped. But I think uh, starting uh, next quarter, I think we are uh, raising uh, seed money and uh, scaling the business forward. But until then, we are able to manage with a little uh, calculative how much we spend on the tech, how much we spend. and uh, But we learned a lot of uh, nuances of uh, what's out there and how can I monetize. I think our effort in the last one year plus has gone understanding our merchants, understanding the a culture a little bit of their behaviors right why would they use some software why would they say no and why would they stop using it right these are the important things we need to know uh, to grow the business and that's what we did so far but going forward we would uh, raise the money and uh, scale what we have learned
1: that's nice when was the first moment of relief in your business since the inception was it uh, any kind of an mvp or any kind of a customer deal that you were satisfied
0: yeah, in our case, it uh, definitely started as a MVP. We launched the initial uh, service, a uh, newspaper. Then we got onto the Kirana and uh, Adobe few other use cases. The initial, I would say, uh, launching it to our own vendor and uh, going around with him and seeing uh, the first month we got so much paid online, and we could calculate how much time it saved. So after reaching a, a critical mass of kind of a 40 merchants using it regularly, and we're able to see more than 50% people paying online, their customers. We had around 15,000 plus customers paying, mm-hmm. right? That, that was one validation that we had. And uh, we could see the saving time, right? I think what we promised to the merchant, if you're able to keep up with that, that, that gives a, a satisfaction. Yes, I think we have achieved it. And we also uh, went ahead and tested one uh, hypothesis okay these people need access to credit right that was our uh, earlier hypothesis we want to empower them by making them efficient grow their business and even help them get access to credit that's the only way we feel we can empower them so we did a small exercise of uh, giving a a short credit uh, whoever needed it in a six month span i think we dispersed nearly 35 lakh. From our own books, oh. and we could recover all the money within that one month. We could do a small pilot to validate. Yes, there is a need. Nearly forty percent of our vendors took these uh, benefits, and they were. I mean, trust was good enough for them not to run away. Take our, but we also trusted them. Right, I mean, it's a both way. So that worked. That gave a lot of confidence, and that's that. That will grow substantially in the coming years in India the credit field, right? It's so much, so far the digitization, demonetization, everything is fine. Now it's all set, that's given, right? Now how do we empower them? How do we make it efficient? How do they stick to the business? How do they get uh, money without collateral or anything, without physical assets? Can we build it based on the flow-based lending, which they call, based on the number of transactions that they do on our platform? We feel confident we should be able to get them access to credit. So these are few validations at a point when we had a forty merchants gave us a, a confidence yes this is working and then we started adding other
2: services.
1: Okay, that's interesting. How did you gauge the validation part um, of uh, giving a credits? Because your your business is on to helping merchants and also retail plus utility. So this is saying yes or no in terms of your own gauging. It's it's a little tricky and uh, difficult, right? So how was that gauging?
0: Yeah. I think, uh, just to say one word, uh, you have to trust somebody till you are proven wrong. That, that's the approach. Uh, right? Okay. And uh, we, we knew these people don't need a lakh or a 10 lakh. These merchants mm-hmm. need like a 10,000 to 40,000 and a, a duration is only a month. Otherwise, they will go and borrow this money at a very expen- expensive uh, kind of a loan or a cheat fund or somewhere they borrow at a very high cost. So. We knew that's existed, and uh, we wanted to validate.
1: Nice, wonderful, yeah. So, uh, j- just out of curiosity, how spread is this product uh, geographically? Is it within Bangalore or outside cities?
0: Yeah, we launched uh, uh, in Bangalore, and we are still in Bangalore. With the scale, it would spread to okay. other cities. But for a, a for a, at least near future, we want to kind of a validate from all aspect in Bangalore every service that we onboard as well as the go-to-market. We will do it, then we will spread it. As of today, we are uh, mainly in the East Bangalore and South and some part of our Northeast and slowly entering into different areas and areas um, but mainly in the south and east Bangalore.
1: Okay, interesting, nice.
0: Yeah, validate few use cases. We have done somebody in Belgium and somebody talking to in uh, Shumoka to see without even meeting them can I sell my value proposition on board them? So we continue to do that because this can't okay. be scaled by putting people across cities.
1: True, true, yeah. So uh, on that same line, can you share some of the customer success stories which if you feel that it's a pride moment for you for being part of their journey and for using your applications?
2: Sure, there are plenty, but two things come to mind. Uh, one is a little extension from what Rajesh spoke earlier in terms of uh, funding for the uh, vendors. With our platform mm-hmm. now, people are able to get about 30-40% of the collection in the first 10 days. So their need to mm-hmm. borrow money in the short term, uh, you know, you know, by the fifth or sixth, each one of them have 30% of the collection already in their bank, ready for them to use however they want. Earlier, they wanted to pay EMAs, they would always have to uh, ask around or borrow. Uh, the second use case I can talk about is one of our vendors used to come from work every day and in the evening spend time going to people's houses collecting the balances that are owed to him. But because of Zogmod now, he's actually running a restaurant in the evening. Oh.
1: okay that's nice it has your thought process has fueled
2: correct correct and to quote one more
0: same guy i think uh, he completely relies on Zopnote. he doesn't even go to any house for collection and he's able to collect 90 95 percent online every month and he has started a laundry business and he completely focuses on that right uh, these are the use case gives confidence i mean our hypothesis these people need uh, technology interventions to improve their lifestyle they also feel proud. I'm running my business on a mobile, right? I mean, why only for a bigger companies? So that gives us a lot of satisfaction.
1: Nice. Strong stories, actually. Uh, they, your customers are actually spreading their wings and uh, uh, running multiple businesses. That itself. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they a- do
0: acknowledge. Yeah. They do acknowledge one more point is they're able to spend more time with their family. I mean, they are just like us, right? I mean, just listening from them on a weekend. Otherwise, they would spend going door to door. They do have a, a family time.
1: Yeah, very nice. How COVID has impacted you and what are the changes and dynamics it has got in both you as an individual and also for your business dynamics?
2: We thought we are a touch-free app and COVID is going to be very positive on us because we don't really have the touch and feel that would have happened in the earlier business environment. So we thought with this, our app can actually work very well. A lot of vendors will embrace us and it will actually work for them. So the reality was true, it was correct. A lot of vendors showed interest in our app because it actually helped them in social distancing and they could also run their business. Unfortunately for them, their customers decided to shy away. So they stopped their services for a couple of months hearing that you know, COVID comes through newspaper, COVID comes through touching clothes, COVID comes through bags. Mm-hmm. So because their business reduced drastically. Uh, though they were onboarded, they were on their platform they could not perform as much transactions as they wanted to using ZapNode. But now that things are looking better, uh, which is why we are growing leaps and bounds in the last couple of months. Uh, There's been good, good uh, uh, amount of people looking to know more about ZapNode and trying to embrace it and use it in their day-to-day use. As a business, this actually validated what we're trying to do. Uh, Social distancing is still the norm all around. And which often only makes it easier for people to order, uh, buy, and also pay for their products
0: that they order. Yeah. Just to okay. add, I think uh, uh, Singapore covered most of the things. The remote commerce, right, that concept got uh, accelerated uh, post-COVID from a business, right? Most people don't go to from an apartment. They find convenient, uh, send a WhatsApp and all, right? Then the order gets delivered. We help that path, right? That can be recorded and it's visible. And we have seen some of the new use cases in a community also, right? And there are many specialized food or items or the vegetable fruits gets delivered from somewhere from the farm. Somebody would uh, reach out to a, a apartment and they find something. It's happening through uh, different channels, WhatsApp, then a, a, a group, then a, a Google Sheet. Right? we kind of just replacing all these hurdles. And these are all the new use cases, like a pop store we call. So, are are evolving uh, post-COVID. Personally, I think uh, it's a good uh, one year to rediscover yourself and uh, become a lot more resilient and face it. And uh, we are
1: ready for that. Okay, nice. How big is your team?
0: Yeah, uh, we have two uh, promoters. There are two people on the ground and there's one uh, Mm -hmm. uh, account manager and a part-time operations executive. It's a five-member team,
1: six members. Okay, nice. Uh, these days, digitization is must for scaling any business. And uh, you are helping clients in terms of digitalization. Uh, I'm interested to know what are the plans for your scaling and any ideas to share or on the growth of the business.
2: Unfortunately, or our customer is a little different compared to the regular Indian person who knows a lot about technology and PC and his cell phone or income. have one or to jobs. Uh, so they use the phones mainly for entertainment rather than eating the apps. So they spend some time on Facebook, they spend some time on TikTok, and those kind of uh, apps which give them entertainment, and give them uh, a way to release or distress themselves. Uh-huh. So our plan right now is to reach to them through these platforms, uh, find a way how we can actually advertise or we can actually reach out to them uh, on the platforms where they are actually frequenting. And then it becomes easier for us to reach out to them because they know that since we are in, the, in those platforms, they can relate to us a lot more.
1: Okay, through the advertisement platforms as well, or or the entertainment platforms as
2: well. Entertainment platforms, correct. And also through a lot of references, word of mouth. Uh, we, we want to kind of start a gamification where we have people reach out to one another and then have some contests, uh, have some programs there because people like to always compete.
1: And through that competition, we kind of reach out and spread the word of software to many more countries. Okay, okay, nice idea. These days, options of virtual learning and picking up any skills, right? For example, Android courses are available quite in in many available free ways these days. Uh, have you experienced any such young talents coming out uh, with a catchy or a valuable soft uh, software products out of schools or be it out of uh, colleges? Any such instances?
0: Yeah, I can quote, but nothing that we have, uh, we're in touch with those uh, resources, but it's uh, good to share uh, for the startup mm-hmm. community, people know, right? I think it's not about so much uh, learning about these skills. People will learn and there are plenty of uh, resources to do it. But the okay. important thing is the willingness or something, uh, ambition to do something early, right? That's very important. If somebody has it, I think they will figure out where to learn and they start doing it. Couple of examples uh, that I can definitely quote. Uh, I know uh, my daughter's uh, just finished 10th and uh, her classmate uh, named Shreyas, he built the okay. app uh, called uh, Bed Availability during this corona time, right? He published okay. and it was available and uh, public could use where the bed is available if somebody is affected today from a corona, right? They can get admitted. Mm-hmm. He figured out the server side technology. He figured out the web technology. He figured out how to scale, and the way when I interacted, it was equivalent to somebody having the three years after a four years of a experience after finishing the engineering. But he's just a sixteen or seventeen year old, right? It's an example uh, which is doable. What yeah. he he's passionate about solving it, and he would continue to do it, right? One more, I uh, want to quote mm-hmm. as uh, maybe uh, some of you would have heard the uh, Nihar uh, Tucker, right? Who built uh, again uh, less than uh, sixteen years probably. He built for a BMTC, right? He built an app so that Mm. commuters can wait at a bus stop and know exactly when the bus is coming, right? These are all the examples which is nothing about uh, uh, because resources are easy to learn anything, but it's more the willingness to build something and uh, going through that journey. And it proves a point that people can jump into this much earlier and can build big businesses. Yeah, pursuing their passion is very important.
1: And connecting to the use cases that uh, they'll be able to solve. That's that's, that's a big thing for uh, that age. Nice. I wanted to understand what could go wrong in the initial stages of entrepreneur journey from your earlier experiences. Uh,
0: I think what could go wrong, my experience is, sometimes we get uh, fascinated by our solution, not Mm -hmm. understanding the problem enough. We start building the features and we think, and we make the uh, next mistake is not validating that with any customers we keep on building and i'll be ready on one day and i want to launch it then you get shocked when uh, totally people are not uh, adopting it and right this is the mistake uh, initially happens you uh, focus too much on the uh, your solution not really knowing the problem or validating this typically happens and uh, one more Monetizing it, right? It's very important. It's not a a charity uh, kind of a work, right? When you are building business, it has to generate revenue, and it will only become more and more uh, prominent as the journey continues, right? In a startup, in the ecosystem, people will look for how will you become profitable. There are many e-commerce companies are built. There are different hypotheses. Okay, growth is important. Finally, at some point, people need to make money, right? There is a tendency to uh, postpone monetization, right, to the very late. At least you should have an idea how this can generate and keep it ready, not that you have to experiment it. right? So these are the couple of mistakes I've seen, I think, uh, not looking at the uh, opportunity holistically and start jumping in too early, I think that's uh, uh, mistakes people do. I recently read this book called uh, Monetizing Innovations by Madhavan. Right? Very good book too. I mean, you have to think about monetization even when you before you decide the product and the features, right? It has to be there in your mind. It's a good reference.
1: Good one. Thank you. So also um, on that uh, failure part, as long as the use cases are streamlined and uh, you have the plans to uh, fail fast and learn fast so that you are back on track. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So for people going through failures, what's your message to uplift them?
0: Yeah, I and mean, uh, definitely I'll share mine. I think failures are always there and uh, very important is uh, how do you learn out of it and not repeating it is very important and be very open and don't think you know all the things. Learn from others' mistakes also and being in an ecosystem, the more you network, connect, right, they will tell their stories. Don't spend mm-hmm. you another six months doing the same and I learned it. Uh, don't carry any of those egos, I know it. I think every day we are still learning, right? So learning will not stop. I think uh, a failure will happen. Don't take it. uh, Okay, it's a bad. And in fact, I would say, I think if you're not failing, probably you're not uh, trying hard enough. I think you're not venturing time being in a startup. That's the other signal too, right? So that's how uh, it is. Um, And again, uh, one more point to add is a failure comes when you have a certain expectation or a certain milestone, certain goals, right? How do you build that? I have to raise money in the next three months and I have to release the product. And if you set that and uh, if you fail, then you feel disappointed. It's wrong. Right? It's a journey. I mean, you mm-hmm. start with some idea, be open. It will evolve. right? You might get disappointed because you did not hit the milestone. Milestones are not uh, the one that uh, you should be solving and it might take longer. And at some point, you will accelerate. So, Two things. One is, uh, uh, it's very common. I mean, it's a failures will be there and uh, how do you learn out of it? Second, I mean, have a, a reasonable, I mean, the right expectations and uh, be motivated with that. My mile, small milestone should should be the stepping stone for you.
1: Okay. Nice tips. Yeah. So uh, how do you stay calm during the day of a chaos?
2: Well, I'll put it this way. Every day is a chaos for <laughs> us. Okay. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I would agree. uh, I'm
0: still learning. It's not that we have conquered or something we know it. Uh, What helps is probably keeping the business priorities and the customer first, then probably the employee and then the certain business goals, right? If you have these priorities clear, you'll be able to decide, okay, I'm going to say no for this. I'm going to say yes for it. So probably you can have build a plan around with those uh, principles, you will have a plan for a, a week or something so you can stay focused in spite of chaos. It's bound to happen.
2: Okay. And what really helped is honesty and transparency. As long as you're open about it, you tell people because an issue is an issue, That's the challenge we're facing, and here's what we're to fix it. Everybody understands, everybody's supportive.
1: Okay, yeah, keeping it simple, working around the principles nice um, what is one important quality that any budding entrepreneur should have to start with
0: um, I would say probably perseverance and uh, being very clear in your mind what you want to do I think. irrespective of all the ambiguity uncertainties and the challenges that you hear I think as long as you have a perseverance and a clarity of thoughts or the business idea okay
2: okay Keep
1: your ears completely open. Don't ignore any feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for improvements. Nice. What's your suggestion for young people having big ideas, but they are afraid to begin with?
0: Uh, I think, again, I would repeat, uh, there's no perfect idea as such, right? I think, um, I think as you are motivated, passionate to solve something, you might find uh, some other idea uh, after after validating the first one. The starting point is I mean, don't live with okay. This is a big idea; it has to work, and this is the only way. I need to be very clear with this idea before I can jump. No, get started, build small, give it to the customer, and they will tell you. Customer is the king, right? He decides the quality, and yeah. he decides whether it's good, right? We sometimes uh, deliberate too much, um, uh, too much of analysis. Um, I think uh, get started even a small idea uh, I mean just to quote an example I spent a lot of time working for Hewlett Packard right they never started that company having uh, an idea to build a printer or a computer they yeah, built they... a company with a, a nice environment or innovative or innovation driven culture in the company and they hired the mm. right people and they came up with ideas and built so many products that HP is known for right but it's a, a corporate comparison but all things started in a garage as a small like hp right i mean i uh, don't spend too much time on a one idea or anything if you are passionate get started and you will find your way
1: okay. nice moving on the same line of learning from mistakes right uh, can you uh, do you have any specific instances to share that you did any big mistakes and corrected in fast way so that uh, you have an experience which you used for coming back to normal
0: I think, <laughs> hard one to remember and quote. I think uh, uh, okay. we, we, uh, At least uh, I can quote one from uh, IRF days. We were not uh, masters on growing the business through a digital marketing or anything. I was running a campaign uh, referral program. I thought I can give 250 mm-hmm. rupees if somebody refers five people and if five people start using the app, it went so okay. viral and... Uh, Within six, seven hours, we had to shut down. We had crossed 10,000 downloads and uh, <laughs> people who were doing it were not the users that we wanted to on, on board. These people were little hackers. Okay. So there are a bunch of people who know it, how to hack it and make money, right? So quickly, we had to shut down that campaign and stop it. So, I mean, many, I think that gives you a lot of learning. If, if I had not done it properly, I would... I, I may not learn many of these things. That helped. There are uh, quite a few of these uh, you have learned on the way, right? And uh, what is the best way to spend the money and uh, what not to repeat? I mean, uh, this is the learning you will get it from many others in the ecosystem. Yeah,
2: I think uh, talking about technology, about, about a year back, while doing some maintenance, uh, so deleting some test database, I so actually deleted production. So... Uh, and we only realized it maybe after about a couple of hours when the vendors come back and said nothing's working. there. Yeah. So we kind of had to back up from the la- latest. Okay. Recovery, but then we lost about four hours of data. Uh, we explained to the vendors what the issue was. They, okay. were they understood it. So they had to kind of recreate some data which they transacted in the last couple of hours. So it does help.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. And, and they had to do it, point? is it? for? Uh, correct. correct.
0: Mm-hmm. correct. And it, it does happen, right? Initially, we wouldn't know when to, how much to do inside the company, how much to outsource it, and we're still learning, right? And it's very, given yeah. that the core product idea and it's better you build it inside, and we have tried some of the outsourcing, right? When you do it outside, it's very hard to build the same level of passion or some commitment outside. It's always easy within your team, right? But we have done enough mistakes and learning there, right? I and mean, then uh, that's one area I think most of us go through. What to build or um, buy from outside.
1: Okay, yeah. Good experiences, yes. Which one innovation in your company you feel that it is actually has got a very good feedback or you felt very good feature for the users? Uh,
0: good question. Um, in my view, uh, we tried this onboarding of merchants, right? We are still perfecting that and keeping it very simple and very easy for our uh, target customers like ours, right? We onboard them with a simple mobile number and with another mobile number of his customers. We're able to automate the whole onboarding journey. See, I can't expect my merchant go and onboard your uh, 500, right? We have automated uh, that part also, right? We made it very easy. I feel that's that has been successful for us onboarding. Uh, one merchant and he is 500 to a thousand uh, customers, right? In a simple way, mm-hmm. keeping it very simple. Second, which I found very powerful, right? When we collect money for these merchants, like anybody, they always want to have control on that money. It belongs to them, right? So giving that feel, what we uh, released one feature is they can always see the money collected and we have provided a button next to it. Settle now, right? He can move it to his mm-hmm. bank. He always feels initially, I want to This is my money, I'm working with somebody, Uh, uh, what if they (laughs) disappear, right? Giving control, giving what they own and deserve, right? Making it very simple for them. I found, I think, it became a a success for all the merchants and they started feeling, otherwise they would ask advance. If you don't settle, give me advance, you take it, right? That uh, uh, behavior change, I think these two probably I can think of.
1: Nice.
2: I think the other important thing about we need to understand is you can do an automatic end of the day payment to the banks. But the fact is hmm. these people don't want all the money uh, at any given day. They want money when they want to use it. So they need that flexibility, the freedom to kind of draw money when they want it, to make an EMI payment, or fees, or how pay their vendor, however, they look at it. So the settle law gives them that flexibility. So you could automate the uh, direct payment to the banks. But it will not the flexibility. And the other thing from a customer perspective is the transparency they have in the bills. Earlier, the vendors mm-hmm. would come to them once in a couple of months. They wouldn't remember what was paid, what was not, what was the last thing made. But the uh, amount used to be small, they would not discuss about it a lot. But today, any transaction they do, because it is captured on our platform, they can see all the transactions. They know all the bills. They know what they're paying for. So that gives them a lot more comfort when they make their payment.
1: Okay, nice. I guess they have complete control and the transparency. Correct. Okay, Correct. good features. Awesome. What is your vision on AI and IoT startups in India down the line five years? And what are the impacts that you foresee in, uh, in our overall ecosystem in India?
0: Um, it's, it's not something we are heavily using, but definitely there is a role to be played by these technologies at a massive scale, even for Zopnode. But knowing what has happened, right, with uh, half a billion people having a smartphone and we know how much data we generate, right? It's the end of the day, it's like uh, a data uh, plus technology can do wonders, right? And uh, that's exactly this AI and IoT uh, are going to do it. In my view, in the next uh, five years or 10 years, I think uh, even the devices with IoT, right, if uh, 3 billion people in the world, probably 3.54 billion people are generating so much data, imagine 50 billion devices connected to internet also starts generating data is a massive right this technology existed even before but there was not that volume of data to build something meaningful I think now time has come and it's happening as long as it improves the predictability and a kind of efficiency right uh, or making a, if that happens I think nothing like it it will uh, I mean as long as end of the day it should uh, make your life simpler and save time and cost. I think uh, sure. AI and IoT has a uh, high potential.
1: Yeah, and now the data is getting generated at massive scale. Yeah, that, that matters a lot. Yeah. Nice. Uh,
2: even in Zopna, we do so many transactions every day and so many customers every month. So I'm sure in the next couple of years, we will have features where you can just click on button and automatically place your order or even make your payments. Uh, and we understand the customer behavior much better.
1: Okay. Okay. Nice. Very good. Uh, moving on to the next segment of this episode, uh, rapid fire questions. I've just listed a few, bring it on. What's your favorite sports or game you play?
2: For me, cricket. The chess.
1: Okay. What's the best thing that happened to you this month?
0: I had postponed a couple of uh, personal commitments, which I would give a reason as a startup, but I made a point, take my daughter and uh, spend time in a felicitation program. I felt so uh, fulfilled.
1: Wonderful. And uh, Cengapa, you yourself? I
2: think we took a vacation with our family to a place in Settlersburg.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay, wonderful. Which article or a book you have read recently, which you got inspired from?
2: Yeah, for me,
0: as I mentioned, uh, Monetizing Innovation. And uh, thinking like a monk are the two books which I'm I am reading. I read audiobooks.
1: Okay, wonderful. I am reading the most trap. Uh, sorry,
2: it's called
1: the most trap. Oh, most trap. Okay, nice. And what's your favorite subject in school?
0: For me, it was uh, science,
1: mathematics. Okay, nice. Oh, what does creativity mean to you in one sentence?
0: For me, it can um, creativity doesn't need some preparation or anything. You can create anything, and uh, that gives joy.
1: Yes, okay, cool. Keeping it simple, nice. Um, what time you go to sleep and wake up in the morning, and how does your first few hours of morning look like?
0: Wow, <laughs> around midnight, and uh, get up at six. Okay. And uh, always, uh, there's something uh, I don't think about what to do next while sleeping or anything. In the morning, probably I take that 10 minutes of reading something I like about a book or something or inspirational, uh, five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I write down what I want to do. And uh, then the day starts, normal routine. Nice.
1: I sleep on ish as well.
2: Uh, first thing you do when I wake up in the morning is check WhatsApp. Is see any customer sending messages or any communication. Uh, I spend some time uh, replying to messages,
1: looking at uh, all the messages
2: that have kind of piled
1: up over the previous day. Okay, cool. And then get on the flight. Okay, okay. Right on to work (laughs) for you. Always. Um. Yeah. So what's the best compliment you ever received for the accomplishments you have done so far?
0: I think it has been uh, our customer feedback and uh, nothing else mattered in the last uh, one, two years. And support from from the family.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, it matters. I
2: probably you said the fact that customers don't scream and things go
1: wrong. That is the best <laughs> <laughs> Okay, nice. And who's your mentor that and leader that you follow most? And how do you make sure that your mentors are available to you when you need them?
0: I have uh, many in the different areas because of the network of the reach. I think uh, uh, from these ecosystem, we are able to schedule a time and discuss the problem. It could be uh, bigger companies, right? Uh, we're able to do mm-hmm. it uh, because we are connected to the ecosystem. We can borrow their time and get the feedback on our ideas. It always has worked. There are people you have to ask for it.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's nice. It's wonderful. Uh, we are coming to the end of this show. For people who don't know about you and your company, where should they look for? What are the links?
0: Okay. Um, so I would say uh, Zopnote is here to kind of uh, optimize the e-commerce for a hyper-local environment. And uh, they can read about us at zopnote.com, www.zopnote.com. And uh, we are available on our LinkedIn connection if somebody is interested in our journey or wants to help us. In whatever working with us or a mentorship and uh, they can write to us on linkedin okay nice yeah we are on social media uh, they can okay. reach out through any channel and if you are publishing any of our contacts they can write to us on whatsapp also always available
1: wonderful nice it was wonderful uh, talking to you both and i thoroughly enjoyed discussing and uh, getting insights from your experience thanks a lot both rajesh and chengapa thank you sir.
2: thank yeah, you, thank you been so been much
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always refreshing (laughs) sometime going back to and uh, running through our journey and it's uh, motivating for us to build something big. Thank you so much.
1: Nice. Nice. Thanks Thanks a lot. Okay, we are at the end of episode number 21. Thank you very much Rajesh and Changapa for coming on and sharing your experiences. And to our listeners, you can find out the episode summary in the description. Until we catch up soon with more exciting stories, stay tuned, be motivated, thank you.